0: How to Heal a Heartbreak My name is Florence Barkway and you might know me from the Fucks Given podcast and Come Curious Welcome back to How to Heal a Heartbreak. I hope you all have been doing very well. We've had a little bit of a week's break and now we're jumping right back into our healing with an episode with an astrologer. Today I have one of my favourite people on the podcast, Six the Astrologer. She's actually part of Come Curious, the Come Curious team now so you can see her all over the Come Curious feed as well. So Six is an astrologer, intimacy doula and a human sexuality doctoral student that promotes sex positivity and self-explorations. She basically is a badass bitch that just does it all and I have reached out to her to talk about astrology in particular because I feel like Astrology and relationships go very, very hand in hand. Whenever we're having trouble in our relationships or we're single and we're looking for relationships, we always consult the stars. I feel like it's a little bit of an obsession for some people. We look into our compatibility with other people. It's probably um, one of my guilty pleasures, actually, when I start seeing someone new. I love to find out. Up, their star sign and see like how our, our star signs match and it was definitely something that I did with Quarantine Bay. I looked up um, to see if a Gemini matched with a Scorpio and what, what answer did I actually get? I don't know if I actually got a positive one. It was, it was like basically we'd have fiery, fiery sex and there would be turbulence in the relationship. But if you got past those turbulent times of good communication, then it could be like a solid, amazing, amazing, solid relationship. But does that actually mean anything is it true can astrology help us when it comes to dealing with our heartbreaks i find astrology quite um comforting i think sometimes when i'm feeling a little bit unsure about the world or the time or what's happening in my life um i find astrology quite like nice to go to look at my monthly horoscope or something a little bit more general as well to see what kind of is happening in the world and if it matches up and for some reason it is nice it's kind of like when you see when you read astrology and it does relate to you it f- makes you feel like you're kind of on the right path which is why I thought that it could be a really great and interesting exploration on this podcast can we find comfort in astrology can we find out more about compatibility does compatibility have anything to do with whether our relationships um are long or short if heartbreak's gonna happen like does having our certain star sign defer how we deal with heartbreak and breakups so let's find out more and deep dive into my conversation with six you know when you're dating I feel like one of the most popular things to do with astrology that we all do it in our like personal lives is look at compatibility mm-hmm. as well and you never really I feel like quite often I will look at my compatibility with someone and it will be like a bit off and I'll be like oh so what like whatever and then you end up in a situation where you're just like hurting and like my heart's aching and breaking and I'm like oh maybe I should have listened
1: <laughs> So compatibility, schmattability, <laughs> like, <laughs> compatibility, schmattability, like, it happens, you date people that aren't so flattering. And I think mm. one thing that I've really had, like, come to a place of, like, embracing is the heartbreak. Like, I've been, mm. like, honestly, such a timely, timely podcast to be oh. on, but I've really been working through a heartbreak recently. Oh. And it it just, fucking sucks. It sucks because, I and I don't know for you, but it's like one of the things that I started to realize is when you're in a relationship, you have to see the person that you're becoming while you're with them. Like there are yeah. some studies that show that we mirror our partners. So if we like mm. are with somebody for an extended period of time, we eventually start to look like them because we start mimicking and reflecting um, their oh behavior. God. So uh, in astrology, I would kind of consider this par- partnership. Um, mm. a duality of masculine and feminine energy, but that doesn't mean that it stays within one gender yeah. but narcissist and echo and that's a comp- those are a complicated duo of asteroids to unpack, but yeah. I think that we see that duality like we have to be sure that like we're get- being careful of like mm-hmm. who we commit to because it's like eventually you might find yourself echoing a narrative you're not even familiar with yeah and it happens like with the smallest
0: things as well like mm-hmm. in my situation with quarantine Bay like I started noticing like words that he said that I would start saying things that he did like mannerisms with his face and like just like the way he showed uh expressions on his face i started doing and then now when I sort of catch myself doing these things I see him which makes the heartbreak so much harder and then also also, I had this time where my friend um, was hanging out with us together and she was like, you have like exactly the same eyes. Like, it's really interesting. So now every time I look at myself in the eyes, I'm like, oh, my
1: God, I see it. <laughs> that And that's a hard thing to do. Right. Like when you look at your eyes and you're like... Right? I thought these were supposed to be unique, but here we are. I know! (laughs) Like a snowflake, I thought I was special. so, So messed
0: up. Okay, so how can astrology help us with healing from a heartbreak?
1: Astrology is best understood when you project it onto yourself, Mm -hmm. and I think a lot of people have a hard time doing that like now a lot of young people are like oh my gosh I'm going to go on a date and tell this person because you have a Sagittarius son that you are an absolute compulsive liar when in reality (laughs) Sagittarius is all about getting to the truth of something so sometimes people are like they they like want to like go external to understand these really big concepts but if you're starting external you have to start from some type of root and the root that you have to start from. And the only one that's really fair for you to start from is yourself. You are that beginning seed. And I think that's what like the birth chart shows, like the birth Mm -hmm. chart shows a seed being planted. And when you were born out of whatever channel that you came from, your born point is when the seed emerges from the ground. And now Mm -hmm. you have this entire narrative about yourself and the birth chart grows with you. It's not stagnant. Obviously, when
0: we think about astrology, it it definitely... We check on our star signs, right? For our daily, daily things, weekly things. It can affect how we respond to things and how we feel. So can the stars affect the way that we feel and respond to life events like heartbreak?
1: I think that ultimately we must learn how to practice self-discipline and govern our behaviors mm. and be considerate of the world that we live in yeah um personally i believe in a practice of doing the least amount of harm which is mm-hmm. very intentional and it's It's a practice that requires a lot of transparency and also accepting that you cannot save everyone. Like it requires unpacking the savior complex. With all that being said, um, can stars impact that? I truly can't answer that. I have absolutely (laughs) no idea. But what I do notice is that... We, our eyes, our bodies, our senses responding to the environment constantly. The stars might not depict anything other Mm -hmm. than like where we are on the Earth's rotation or where the rest of the like solar system is. Like, I think it's more so of just language to kind of tell us what Mm. we're looking at right this moment kind of like a guide I guess it's almost something
0: when you're feeling like super super lost you can like a hitchhiker's guide to the galaxy exactly (laughs) (laughs) so everyone knows that like everyone's star signs react to different things in like slightly different ways so are there like do different star signs deal with heartbreak differently I'm guessing yes yes
1: Yes. Every person deals with it differently. And I think that heartbreak is a process. Like there's Mm -hmm. not just like this one point where you're like, ah, it's over for me. Like going back and I hate to pick on you, but you're here. (laughs) (laughs) But (laughs) but going back to your chart, Capricorn, rising, sun and Gemini, Pisces, Moon, emotionally you have learned patience and holding your tongue. And knowing when it's time for you to cry or when it's time for you to be the bad guy and when, like, you're okay. <laughs> you're yeah. like you're not okay even when you are, like, you know, like, okay. Like, there's still this process. But I do think that there's this great maturity that comes with you and even understanding that sometimes you have to, even if you don't feel like you were wrong, let yourself be the bad guy so f- history can unfold in the way that it should. And I don't think people can appreciate it with you because sometimes it's things that people don't see like it's a lot of systemic things that people can't yeah. see can't recognize and with the capricorn rising for you i think it's difficult because people may not realize when you're hurting oh no
0: yeah i hide it so well i'm really good at hiding my feelings i've been unpacking this in my therapist for years <laughs> <laughs> i'll be here like i'm fine i'm totally fine i'm smiling and inside i'll just have this like huge pain but i don't know i feel like i don't are there any like s- do you feel like there are certain star signs or like groups that kind of just i guess people deal with their emotions in different ways like you're saying that i kind of um hold it in a bit and people don't really get it. Oh, no, don't see it. Um, but obviously, I feel like there are probably some star signs that really emotionally, like, get it all out at the beginning. and Everyone's like, oh, God, like... I cardinal
1: cardinal signs cardinal signs are the ones who will cry the loudest or lash out or something so cardinal I'll break it down a little bit so there's <laughs> cardinal fixed and mutable these are the modalities so kind of ha- what mode of expression or communication mm-hmm. these energies decide to manifest through so for cardinal there is aries libra mm-hmm. and cancer capricorn and you're a camp Rising, so for you, when the hurt comes, it almost shoots like a, a it almost shoots like a confetti gun <laughs> or something, and it's like you may not feel it externally, but you're feeling it in mm-hmm. the moment that the hurt happens. You feel it, Capricorn. It's just that Cardinal Earth. If you have an earthquake, the whole foundation might crumble and mm-hmm. just nobody really needs all that. And then there is the fix. The fix people, they, I feel like fix people, it's like after their third heartbreak, they kind of know how they do heartbreak. And it's always going to be similar. Who like are fix people? Fix people are Scorpio, Taurus, Aquarius, Leo. So mm-hmm. fixed placements, they know that they're hurt. You're going to know that they're hurt somehow mm. through this line. And like, the thing is they may not overtly say I'm hurt, but it's going to be like death by a million paper cuts. You know, oh. the papers there, either you're going to use the paper to write a sad little poem and process your feelings, or you're going to just get a bunch of paper cuts and like <laughs> passive aggressive, like eh, boo boo. Um. yeah singer songwriters <laughs> just writing about heartbreak they're all the fix signs <laughs> oh,
0: stop! <laughs> actually one of the things that super like really helped me like during like the first really like dark days I suddenly got out of my head and I was like okay I'm just gonna put some pop music on because pop music sings about heartbreak all the fucking time and you just you're just like suddenly ah oh, I'm not the only one feeling this and oh my god um, are we not the only people feeling this and it does it does kind of i guess it humbles you in a way and but also gives you strength strength in numbers okay so with compatibility do you think that we can predict when a relationship isn't going to work and like certain like heartbreaks with certain partners
1: Yes. I think that we – so prediction is difficult Mm. because there's a lot of confirmation bias that we have to, like, take into account. Like, again, I think that we really do have to take an evidence-based approach. We have to be able to sit down and, like, understand, okay, now let me go get a second opinion. Like you were saying, like, going to a therapist – like, there have been points where I've dated people, and it's like, in the beginning, I remember I dated this one person, and I knew all I wanted was sex. Mm-hmm. That's all I wanted. And I feel like that's all they wanted, and then it turned into more. So <laughs> then I just kind of kept going along with it because I was like, well, I you could be amazing. You could be Anything, you could be my next future significant other, marriage partner, we're going to have a baby, like, maybe all of these things, but it's like, I feel like sometimes, and not for all of us, like, I think that if you have like a Venus or maybe a moon that's um, cardinal, like, you can constantly be finding a new soulmate, or if you have a mutable, like, kind of Venus or moon, you might find yourself having a lot of on and again off again relationships Mm. but if you are someone who has a fixed venus or moon i have a fixed venus you i think that we're kind of like penguins and like there might be a (laughs) lot of nuances but we're like when we get our eyes fixed on someone we're like fixed
0: yes i i definitely feel that i definitely feel that it was all because i almost like i tried not to do that this year. Mm -hmm. massively i really tried not to be fixed but i just ended up being fixed so fucking fixed um so do you think we should listen to like i guess when we look up oh your like new bae's like star sign and stuff do you think we should like listen to see like because you know when you, you research someone i researched recently if i was gonna mesh well with a virgo and the results were not good
1: so, I think it's a little bit more complicated than that. You have to, <laughs> yeah, I, it, like, compatibility, schematability, like, uh, like, because, like, really, like, all a birth chart is, is telling me what the sky looked like mm. at your point of birth. And then from that, I have to look at your family. Uh-huh. I have to then go and look at the environmental factors. Lot of, lot more like, it. it's a lot. Like, your birth chart. Imagine if you and I were born in the same place at the same time, like, yeah. same situation. Yeah. You and I are inevitably going to have similar expressions of energy but probably expressing different things So so you can very much be compatible with a Virgo because you're a Gemini and you both are ruled by Mercury it's just that for you you kind of want to lean into seeing the different side and Virgo can get perplexed in their own heads about what their side actually is but that doesn't necessarily mean an incompatibility. That just means that maybe it might take you two a second or two to have a conversation, but it's possible you could find a Virgo who's literally right on your timing. And when you say the words out loud, you both are like, Oh my God, how did you get into my head? (laughs) Like it's about finding a Virgo in the right generation for you. And eventually you start kind of reflecting that Virgo energy as well. Kind of like how you reflected the fixed energy. Someone told
0: me that cancer was my, um, perfect partner
1: star sign there's no such thing as perfection
0: <laughs>
1: that is perfection is, is such an obscure coming, i love that this yeah.
0: is just coming from an astrologer as well you're just like yeah don't read into it too much you
1: know no, sometimes we start <laughs> connecting dots that aren't Really, there. But this is part it- of that illusion thing, like the illusion mm-hmm. that you create for
0: someone because you're like, well, like it works this way, so it's gonna, you know, it'll work out, or we're gonna have the most hot, passionate sex because you're a Scorpio or whatever. I think with a lot of um the advice that you have given, I think it's really, really important to focus in on how it's very individual, and that when going through a heartbreak and these kind of traumas in a way, like it it all comes down to you individually Mm -hmm. and how you're going to get through it. And we can't use astrology
1: to put blame onto the other person. Yes. That, and you said it, you summed it up in a way that I wish like I had those exact words in that exact (laughs) sentence. It's like some people just fundamentally, fundamentally like, do they it's blame 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 Mm -hmm. and you have to take accountability you have to like advocate for yourself you have to do all these things but some people they enter the room with blame and there's no place for like healing there's no place for being able to let go there's no place for moving on and Mm -hmm. some people hold on to that and it becomes like they take it into every single i've done that i've done that i'm speaking for me like i've like taken heartbreaks and like like, just, like, not unpack certain things. Like, even now, like, I think the reason why this relationship heartbreak was so hard is because now, I don't know if you ever watched the movie To All the Boys I Loved Before. Yes, yeah. I feel like I'm now going through my head and thinking of every single person I've ever loved and, like, the behaviors and, like, what I held on to and Mm -hmm. what I need to let go of. And it's such... It's a process.
0: Yeah, because you really do take pain from previous relationships and bring them into the new relationship yes and I think that is definitely something that I did in my recent um situation as well because I had I had these abandonment like issues of like being left and I really really then projected that onto this new situation even though and it was all like, oh, like, I didn't feel good enough in the last relationship. So I projected that onto I wasn't good enough for him. And that was why he wouldn't commit to me. But these are all just my own issues. It wasn't anything to do with... That wasn't that wasn't his story. That wasn't his narrative.
1: Yeah. And you know what they say? Like, I, I've literally been having this very similar mm. situation in my current relationship yeah. where I just... I have to I can't I find myself like apologizing and like they're not really asking for an apology but mm. I like find myself apologizing because I'm like, okay, like on one hand you kind of knew what I like you were gonna get to with me but like also I wish that I guess at an earlier age like this is one thing that at eighteen if I would have listened to someone. Um, who told me is like learn how to like unpack the relationships because Mm. like when you get to a certain point where you have to unpack them all at once it can feel like an explosion in your head and it makes the next relationship harder and it's not even just romantic relationships but any healthy relationship if you continue dealing with someone who like you know starts making you feel like you cannot be your best self and you're not like self actualizing in a way Mm. that's healthy you take that to every single interaction and you don't even necessarily realize it. It's like smoking cigarettes. Yeah. We need to
0: be more aware of ourselves and our own consciousness. We we need to learn ourselves and what makes us tick, what makes us hurt, what what we bring from the relationships and what maybe is not healthy to bring into a relationship. And also to learn to stop projecting onto other people. Um and onto situations like heartbreak because like I definitely projected the whole feeling of not being good enough even though that wasn't the case at all and it just ends up hurting me more for literally no reason going through a heartbreak is probably one of the biggest learning experiences that you can go through in life because you learn so much about yourself you learn like all the things that really hurt you you learn like all the ways that you act in a relationship that maybe you shouldn't have acted in that way you you learn like how you project yourself and like ideas onto other people and you also it's a it's it's an opportunity to learn how to be by yourself
1: again and be yourself yeah yeah it's it's big the hermit card yeah. And I think that is so important. Like, in, you know, it's really funny because you brought up compatibility with Virgo, and Virgo is known <gasps> as the hermit. <laughs> <laughs> but like I think that's really interesting because like with Virgo energy it is all about devotion it is mm-hmm. all about service and like not service for yourself but serving others like leading with like the mindset of I'm not here to save you I'm here to serve you how can I like best serve you what can I do for you and it, it's like you can't do that until you've gone through the hermit per- period of serving yourself exactly I think that's like kind of
0: the moral of the story really is just learn to serve yourself and
1: and it takes time. I think that oh, sometimes it really like, does, like it's painful. I would really caution people like it some people tell you to get over relationships because maybe they can't appreciate like the things that you did in that moment to protect yourself and honor yourself and like what you were, they they may not be able to completely see what happened and what you were doing, Mm -hmm. but nothing for nothing, taking your time and leaving, taking your time and being there, understanding the situation, realizing if you're comfortable or not and understanding there has to be a point where like, there there's a strike out and you're not comfortable anymore and exactly. you let that person know and you see from there where you go and that takes time and you don't have to rush it you don't have to rush it but you do have to release it
0: yeah and i think it's quite um interesting is that you always know like deep down what you what your path is going to be and like what you need to get to the right place and you 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 won't stop yourself from even if like someone tells you oh like don't go back. Don't go back. Don't even talk to him. Block him on everything. If you feel deep down that there's something unfinished, you're not going to block someone just because someone told you. Like there there are pieces of, of, of advice that people give you. But at the end of the day, you have to do everything yourself and figure it out yourself and take your time. Yes. What are your... Actually, What is your top advice for healing from heartbreak, finally?
1: Um, Understand a lot of things about life. And one of those things Mm. is that the earth is always seeking equilibrium. Mm. In reality, there's... There's dualism in every aspect. There's the masculine, the feminine, the act of the being. If you're on the east, you might believe in the yin and yang. If you are um if you are native or indigenous, you might regard like the four corners. Like there's just a lot of different things where it's yeah. like continuously this meshing of energies, this flow and interweaving of energies, which means sometimes the meshing like colors outside the line sometimes things get like abstract and obscured and sometimes things are honestly not exactly what they seem Mm -hmm. like there's a lot of complications and you have to just trust that as long as you know what you're doing and as long as you trust that you are kind of at this place of like I am working towards equilibrium. I'm working to always be fair. I'm working to always be in alignment with serving the earth, with sustaining the earth, with sustaining the environment. I think eventually that ripples. Like that becomes a thing where it's like, okay, well – environment starts with the environment I live in, like, how can I arrange my space to fit me, like environment starts with me and like the environment I carry, like, what Mm. clothes do I wear to make myself happy? Like one thing that I did, like, it was very upsetting that I didn't get all my clothes back from previous relationship. It's I I really just ended up losing a lot. But one thing that I really did accept is like, I'm not going to fight over material items Mm. because ultimately you can't take it with you. You really can't take the material items with you. You have to be able to know when to let go and like knowing when to let go allows space for new things like for me it just is one of those things where it's like if you genuinely believe in equilibrium if you genuinely believe as above is below up down opposites like if you see the duality exist or multiple dualities exist eventually you will naturally learn how to align and lean based off of where you're standing
0: yeah and from um an astrology point of view like What can we like, what can we look to in astrology when going through a heartbreak? What's like the, is there like one kind of like Mm -hmm. thing that we can pinpoint and be like, okay, like this might be a useful guide on how to heal?
1: Yes. So I would say the eighth house and the second house. Mm. The eighth house is of death. I would constitute a breakup as a death. Yeah. Um, I think it's important to kind of look at that as well as the ruler. So, the planet that rules that. So, for example, um, someone might have an eighth house in Scorpio, so an Aries rising. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this person, they might have to go to the deepest parts of the relationship and see the absolute darkness before they can enjoy the fond memories and mm-hmm. like enjoy how it impacted them. And then, like, if you have Eighth House, Scorpio, you're then going to want to look at the ruler of Scorpio, which is Mars, or Pluto, if you're, like, someone who uses Pluto, and see wherever Pluto is, and that gives you a deeper nuance. But the Eighth House... Also, the fifth house of pleasure and creativity as well as children. Mm. So, I think that during breakups, like, sometimes we need to tend to our inner child, a.k.a. our moon. Yeah. our uh, Just our literal moon. So, studying the moon, studying the fifth house to see what we enjoy. Like, if you have, perhaps, fifth house... In cancer, getting over a breakup might mean baking a bunch of cookies for your friends yeah. and sending them to them, and that will make you happy.
0: Yeah. Oh, that's really good advice. Thank you so much, Six, for coming on. This was this was amazing. I feel like I learned so much more than just astrology from Six in that interview. I think we got really like deep, dark and down into all that kind of like nitty gritty advice as well as looking at um, relationships, breakups, heartbreaks from an astrology point of view. I think probably like the biggest learning that I sort of reflected on after that interview was really not reading too much into compatibility because after all that is kind of what most of us do go to when we look at relationships and astrology but as six said compatibility schmattability take it with a grain of salt it's not just what it says on the tin basically like we need to look deeper like for six to get a proper astrology reading like she had to know my birth date my like the time that I was born um, the place that I was born and then above that like when she does her reading she looks at like what happens in your life and like other things that surround you to really fully read your birth chart and your astrology chart so it's not quite astrology just isn't as simple as we all think it is um and it is a lot deeper so when we look up on those websites whether a Gemini gets along with a Scorpio or a Virgo whatever it's not necessarily what it says on the tin and I think we can take some comfort in that you know that like life isn't that simple and that there's a lot more to your heartbreak and I also thought, like, the conversation that we had about projection and seeing how much of that person then you start mirroring as well and start infiltrating into your own life that's also super interesting what six was saying was astrology is not necessarily something that you should go into a situation with and project onto other people, like going into a day and like see, seeing what their birth chart is and being like you, this, you, that blah, blah, blah. It's, it's about self development and exploring yourself. Um, rather than trying to figure stuff out and piece things together, like a jigsaw puzzle, it just sounded like it is just not that simple. Um, and I don't know, like I think maybe we were looking for some comfort in the stars here, and we were looking for it there to be a simple answer, like you just were never gonna work with a Scorpio or something like that. Like that comes back to don't blame, don't use astrology to blame your heartbreak or the end of a relationship. So we've got to learn not to not to blame any other situation on what has happened in our heartbreak and take accountability for ourselves whether that be astrology or anything else that has come up I think quite a lot of the time we can blame the other person in the situation but like one of my favourite sayings is that it takes two to tango and yes that person might have done a lot of shit stuff but what was your part in that and I think kind of learning the accountability in that really helps you process the heartbreak and how to recover from it because it's almost that kind of like inner acceptance that we all really need when it comes to healing our hearts. I also found it really interesting how part of our conversation really mirrored the conversation that I had with Mike and that when we are looking to our birth charts and and all that for like how we should deal with the heartbreak and like what we can do for ourselves like it was about the inner child again and making sure that our inner child is being comforted um so it's kind of like a little bit of a mirror between the last episode and this episode there but I think that just shows how important that is and as sick said like if that is baking a batch of cookies for your friends like that's your nursing your inner child and comforting your inner child so I guess we just need to figure out what our inner child needs in terms of comfort because maybe it isn't as deep as going into our like past traumas and stuff but like maybe smaller things that we could do for ourselves like gaming or baking or eating pizza or going cycling all those things that really um, are there for our inner child and our imagination because we are all still you know our inner childs are still very much alive and kicking and I think especially when we're going through a heartbreak, it's definitely that kind of like temper tantrum. I think we can all take from this episode not to do that and actually just to treat ourselves with love and care.
1: Tell me you were cold, but it don't feel right. I miss you in my arms, but I was sleeping alone at night
0: we can look to astrology to comfort ourselves during these times of heartbreak. I think the most important thing is to look in depth into our birth charts and figure out how maybe like it would just give us some ideas on how we can just help ourselves through, not necessarily heal, but maybe like a helping hand. And I think like the biggest thing that I kind of took away is that astrology isn't necessarily a script it's not going to tell us what is going to happen in our lives it's more of a guide and it's there for us if we need it but it isn't it's not something to like see as a bible right it's it's something just as a guide And I think that's okay. I had a really good time talking with Six on this podcast. I I really loved the interview, and I really hope that you all get something from the interview, whether it is something about astrology or something not about astrology. Because we we spoke about um, a broad range of stuff, and it just it definitely wasn't all focused on astrology. So I hope that everyone found something here that has helped them heal that little bit more. So thank you again to Six for being on my podcast. You can find her at Black Women Cry on TikTok, Instagram, Twitter, and her website. So definitely go check her out. Follow her everywhere. She's an amazing human being. And yeah, thank you so much for coming onto the show. And if you want to hear more from me, you can find me on my Instagram mainly, which is at Florence Bark, B A R K. And I will be talking a lot about heartbreak during the release of this podcast, so definitely follow all my content on there. And make sure that you subscribe to this podcast feed. We are on the Fucks Given feed, so once you're ready with your healing and you're ready to like start listening to funny sex stories again or deep sex stories, we have some serious, we have some funny, we have some shocking, we have some crazy mad just really interesting we learn a lot on fucks given so once you're ready to talk about sex again definitely go listen to that podcast as well if you have found this helpful and you know anyone going through a heartbreak please 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 share it sharing is caring that's for sure especially when it comes to heartbreak On tomorrow's episode, I'll be talking to a spiritual healer. I am so, so excited for this episode. There is some really amazing advice. She's a healer. We are going to heal. We are going to properly get some good healing and practical healing advice from the next episode. So I will see you all there. See you tomorrow, everyone. Thank you for listening. All I see is